Welcome to the Bone Coach Show, dedicated to helping you understand all things related to diet, lifestyle, bone health, and how you can live and thrive with low bone density and osteoporosis. I'm your host, Kevin Ellis, certified health coach, health and wellness speaker, and above all else, your bone coach. After being diagnosed with osteoporosis in my early 30s, I transformed my health through diet and lifestyle and now help my clients and community members do the same through my online coaching practice, Bone Coach. Look, there are no quick and easy cures for low bone density, but the choices we make every single day can have a powerful impact on our bones, our health, and our general well-being. I'll share the research, interview the experts, and help you figure out how to get the conditions right in your body so you can better your bones through diet and lifestyle. Short disclaimer, I'm not a medical doctor, and this show should not be considered medical advice. Always consult with your healthcare team before making medical decisions and changes to your diet and lifestyle. With that being said, let's get on with the show. There's people sleeping with the Wi-Fi on, people sleeping with a cell phone nearby, not even in the room. People sleeping just in a room with everything switched off in the dark. You're sleeping in an electric field. So what we have is research showing that these man-made EMFs, that they diminish our ability to produce melatonin. And so what I'm getting at is that already that is an avenue to explore. You know, if you're talking about healthy bones, who would have thought that you need to be also considering a low EMF lifestyle? If you haven't done so already, especially if you're newly diagnosed with osteopenia or osteoporosis, or if your most recent bone density scan still showed more bone loss, go ahead and pause this episode and head over to bonecoach.com to sign up for your free seven day osteoporosis kickstart guide. That's going to give you everything you need step by step by step over the next seven days to get on the path to improvement and stronger bones. You won't want to miss that. So pause this right now, head over to bonecoach.com and I'll be here as soon as you get back. Welcome, welcome to this episode of the Bone Coach Show. Joining us today to explore how EMFs affect our bones and body, plus how to protect yourself is Lloyd Burrell. Lloyd Burrell is creator of the EMF Health Summit, the Science of Healing and Consciousness Masterclass event, best-selling author of the book Healing with Vibration, author of the EMF Practical Guide, and founder of electricsense.com, which has had over 4 million visits since its inception in 2009. Lloyd is a regular speaker at online events, podcasts, radio shows, and hosts his own bi-monthly EMF health podcast. He is passionate about energy mastery and helping people understand their true energetic nature and live a life of elevated health, purpose, and consciousness. Lloyd, it's great to have you here today. Thanks for being here. It's great to be on, Kevin. Thanks so much for the invitation. Let's talk about EMFs. But before we do that, let's talk about how did you even get interested in this field of mm. EMFs? Yeah. So um, it's it's not that um, it's not that I found EMFs. It's kind of EMFs found me. And it was just very simple. One day I answered my cell phone and I had this reaction. And um, it was a very profound reaction. Just one day out of the blue like that. Back in 2002, I remember very clearly. And because uh, people say to me, well, how did you know it was EMFs? And how did you know it was a cell phone? Well, it was a very simple cell phone next to the ear, pain, cell phone away, no pain. And it just came on like that out of the blue. And um, I wasn't even a very uh, intensive uh, cell phone user. I was somebody, I was taking calls to run my business. 
which was a rental business at the time here in France. And um, it was very strange, um, this, how it, it felt a bit like a sort of a, a hangover, headache effect initially. Uh, there was these immediate symptoms, which was uh, dizziness, brain fog, um, confusion, this pain, hot head, as I call it, hot ear. I was kind of burning up from the inside. And obviously it was very unpleasant. Prickly skin was another one, this kind of prickly tingling uh, skin. So those were kind of the immediate symptoms. And then I had some more uh, medium term symptoms like the came on over, to, you know, I very quickly realized it was all related to this very sensitive to light, massive fatigue, Kevin, I just could, you know, I could sleep and sleep and then get up and I was just tired, exhausted, like something I've never uh, experienced before. Anxiety, depression, never been one to, you know, suffer, be a depressive sort, very sort of go-getter kind of person. And then the longer term symptoms over years, because it took me about 10 years to get my health back on track, weight loss, weight gain, um, gut symptoms, and um, just body-wide aches and pains. And so it was a bit of a, a roller coaster ride. And there is a happy ending because here I am today, literally no longer electrically hypersensitive. And that's the term that we use. And I just want to put out there, it's not that I'm there's like, you know, because I was I was always thinking, oh, there's something wrong with me. And it wasn't there was anything wrong with me. What I subsequently learned from the science from studying this was that these electromagnetic fields impact everybody. So with me, it started off with a cell phone, and then I was reacting to my computer, I was reacting to the radio, the TV, even the corded landline. And it was like nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. And it felt like a terrible curse. But it was actually a blessing because I'm able to share this beautiful message, which is a, a one of solutions, you know, and that's really what I'm about is helping people with this, helping people understand the dangers and helping people understand this fundamental point that want to get over straight away is that these EMFs impact everybody. And this is very clearly what the science is telling us, whether you can feel it or not, EMFs are impacting you. So what what are EMFs? And what would the sources of EMFs be? Right. So EMFs, when I say EMF, what I mean is electromagnetic fields. Some people say EMF and they mean electromagnetic. And when I say people, I mean experts, you know, and they say electromagnetic frequencies. Some people say EMR, which is electromagnetic radiation. So there's all these terms. Um, and I mean electromagnetic fields. I mean man-made electromagnetic fields. So what are those? Well, it's funny. It's one of those terms when you actually dig down, you kind of go around in circles because you're talking about electro electric forces and magnetic forces, which combining. So let's just call them forces which are out there. And it turns out that our world, our universe is composed of these forces. In fact, we are. You know, this is really the most fundamental aspect of our biology is that we are electromagnetic beings. And even our bones, as we're going to get onto uh, in a moment, are very 
uh, electrical, electromagnetic. And so what we're actually talking about, man-made electromagnetic fields, we're talking about uh, cell phones, we're talking about Wi-Fi, we're talking about anything smart. Smart actually is another word for radio frequency microwave radiation. So that's a scientific term. And so already, you know, when people hear that, they're going, oh, microwave, what, you mean like a microwave oven? Yes, exactly like a microwave oven. And in fact, the uh, Wi-Fi uses, most of Wi-Fi still uses 2.4 gigahertz, which is exactly the same frequency as uh, most microwave ovens. So yeah, it's all of that. It's all of this, what we call wireless, which is all rather wonderful. We both agreed and enables us to do so much. And it is also, and I'm always um, careful to point this out, it's the wired. And it's like, oh, hang on a minute. What, you mean that wires are dangerous? Well, yeah, actually wires, the problem is that electrical currents, electrons that are on a wire, that pass through a wire, do not stay on a wire, unless it's a shielded wire, which is virtually the case in nobody's home, unless you're really interested and aware of this problem, uh, they don't stay on the wire. And so we have, from wires, we have electric fields, we have magnetic fields, and we have dirty electricity. And those are the four categories with this radio frequency microwave radiation, which falls under this umbrella term, electromagnetic fields, man-made electromagnetic fields. And are there, could you maybe share like, what are some of the doses of everyday devices and things like that, that may be around us that, that it, uh, these EMFs are coming off of these devices? You know, the doses are not going to mean much to anybody. Um, but what I can, because there's no, just as there's no kind of accepted term even to talk about this you know do we call it emf do we call it emr do we call it you know whatever uh with no accepted measurement units and this is um, a radio frequency microwave radiation meter an emf an rf meter we call it and you can see already we've got two uh, scales on there we've got uh, volts per meter and we've got microwatts uh, squared per meter and um, and those are just two of the units that we can be using. And so, for instance, if we're talking about RFs, we would be looking for um, like a safe level. And, you know, the thing is, Kevin, there's no safe and not safe with this. There's no level that I can say this is perfectly safe because all of this, uh, all of these man-made electromagnetic fields, they represent a danger um and of different, um, these, these free, particularly these wireless frequencies, it's the complexity of them. It's not the dosage or the field strength, or it's the, there's a carrier frequency, um, there's a frequency that, that there's, a, there's a data, there's the, um, there's a modulating effect, there's a pulsation effect, uh, there's, uh, there's this data which is on there which is, and it's polarized, these frequencies are polarized, like we don't have frequencies like this typically in nature. So we have a whole load of um, parameters which uh, make these frequencies dangerous compared to frequencies that occur in nature. And people thinking, well, it's about dosage and it's about 
strength of signal and and all of that. And it is bot. And the bot is, it's more about the complexity of the signal, the very unnatural signal. That is the problem for our biology because we are actually, we are communication systems. You know, our bodies at a cellular level, it's all about communication. And these frequent, so our cells are communicating um, via electrical signaling and these man-made frequencies throw a spanner in the works. So maybe that doesn't quite answer your question about what dosage, but what is important to understand is that it's very, what, you know, because the people that, that, that are saying that this is safe, um, notably the cell phone companies, uh, they're saying, oh, it's too low level. It's low level. There's no problem. But we're all agreed it's low level. That's not the issue. But it's the nature, it's the complexity of these exposures that is the issue. And quite simply, they're not natural. They're like nothing in nature. And, and how do these exposures impact our health? So these exposures impact our health in, in really so many ways. And what the scientific literature talks about, Kevin, is these adverse biological effects, right? And so we're talking about what goes on at the cellular level. And there's a whole load of things going on at the cellular level. And one of the mechanisms is this, how it impacts these voltage-gated calcium channels, which is an important bit of uh, literature, which... Um, it's come out over the last few years, which which is in a mechanism. It gives us an understanding of what it's doing. It's this cascade of effects uh, which disrupts um, our cell membrane, uh, these uh, calcium channels, letting too much calcium into the cells, causing premature aging. Um, and it's this kind of chain reaction of recreation free radicals, oxidative stress, and damage to enzymes, damage to DNA, single strand breaks, double strand breaks, proteins, enzymes, stem cells, mast cells. I mean, none of this really means much to most people. Um, so I prefer to talk about symptoms, like what can it actually, you know, what does it do? And it's in terms of the symptoms, well, it's the kind of things I was talking about. That's the upshot of all of this is it can create symptoms. Um, it's often the weakest link. And um, so it's symptoms, uh, the, the skin, notably, we can feel it on the skin, um, and um, neurological uh, symptoms, immunological symptoms, how it dysregulates the uh, immune system, opens the doors to viruses. Not that we want to go there, but anyway, yeah, there's some... Uh, links on that too um and then so we've got all of these you know different symptoms what i was talking about the brain fog and um these um, neurological like uh, effects like anxiety depression all this kind of thing and and then of course we've got the links to disease i mean it's not just um that there are a few symptoms which it might cause it's the links to disease and particularly, uh, I mean, links to serious disease like, yeah, cancer, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's. And while we're on the topic, uh, bone uh, diseases like osteoporosis. I know we're going to come on to this, but um, yeah, so it's this, it's this 
way, what people need to understand is it's a kind of softly, softly chipping away, chip, chip, chipping away every day, taking percentage points off your health. And that is the problem. And and then you're okay, you're okay. And then one day you're not okay. And maybe you get electromagnetically hypersensitive or maybe you get something else. Maybe you get cancer. I hope not. But what I'm saying is that EMFs, and this is what the uh, literature uh, is suggesting, is that EMFs play a role in so many different diseases and um, adverse health um, outcomes because of these biological effects. So it's what they're doing at the cellular nut and bolt level. That's the problem. And for our audience, you know, being a group that has low bone density, osteopenia, osteoporosis, bone loss uh, already taking place or still taking place, why should, you know, why should they be concerned about EMFs? Is there a specific impact that we're aware of for bone health as well? Well, so the thing is, um, bones are actually very electrical in uh, nature. They have this piezoelectric uh, crystalline structure. And what that means is when you compress them, they give off electricity. Yeah. And there, there's quite a lot of science on the use of microwave exposures to stimulate bone growth. And I'm sure you've heard about this. And in fact, one of the pioneers on EMFs, he was actually looking at bones. Um, he was called Dr. Robert Becker, a Nobel Prize winning nominee. And this is how it all started. I mean, this was, I don't know, 40, 50 years ago. And it all funny, the funny enough is that, you know, this is what he was exactly what he was looking at. And what I was explaining previously about these um, adverse biological effects, notably what's happening in the cell membrane, these voltage-gated calcium channels, well, it so happens that there are, there are VGCCs in your bones. So everything I've mentioned previously applies to your bones. That's to say this cellular damage, this damage to the DNA damages the DNA of your bones. It damages uh, your um, cell membranes, the proteins, the mitochondria, the stem cells of your bones. And so it so happens also that your bone marrow, you're probably aware of this, contains the, the largest concentration of blood stem cells. So this is potentially another way that EMFs uh, impact our bones. Uh, we've got some research pointing to the this heating effect uh, on bones and bone marrows, uh, bone marrow, notably with regard to RFs, that's like cell phone radiation. Um, and we've also got studies pointing to bone marrow uh, damage and bone marrow and genetic effects and that's in line with what I'm saying about uh, DNA, you know, how it impacts uh, DNA, single and double uh, strand uh, cell, cell break, uh, which, I, which I mentioned. And so, you know, so the bone marrow, as you know, it's this 
tissue at the center of your bones. And so this is what the EMFs are doing, zapping the tissue at the center of your bones. And to be so look more uh, more specific uh, studies, we've got studies on on power lines, on people living and working on uh, power lines, and which found that long-term exposure to these man-made electromagnetic fields impacts the bone and the thyroid metabolism. And it actually decreases bone density and increases oxidative stress. Yeah, so oxidative stress is like this driver behind so many, it's like part of this process which is behind uh, disease. Um, so that's so that the reason I'm mentioning this about power lines and all of those effects. So a few people live near power lines, I know, but pretty much everybody, Kevin, has got electrical wiring in their home. Well, it's the same thing. Power lines, electrical wiring, magnetic fields, electric fields. And notably, we've got um, research showing that two thirds, some two thirds of homes have elevated magnetic fields. So you've got wiring, everything's working fine. And yet we've got elevated magnetic fields. You won't know unless you have a meter, an EMF meter to measure this. And there can be all sorts of reasons for that. It can be wiring error errors. It can be things, a screw, not, you know, a, a bad connection because of, a you know, um, uh, the electrician has been a little bit sloppy. Um, so that's with regard to these magnetic uh, fields. And then we've got other studies which suggests that uh, cell phone radiation also weakens uh, your bones and that wearing uh, your cell phone near your hip might weaken your bone. I mean, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, you know, we didn't hear about this. People with uh, getting hip replacement therapies and stuff like this. I mean, it just wasn't heard of. So I'm not saying it, it you know, didn't exist, but it just, I mean, now it's just becoming so common. Am I saying it's EMFs and just EMFs? Of course not. But the research suggests that EMFs have a role uh, to play in this. And perhaps that these EMFs are driving osteoporosis and other bone health uh, issues. And, and then I've got other studies which um, I looked at. One of the things I noticed was that melatonin has been used as a, as a therapy for managing bone loss. I'm sure you're aware of this. Um, and so the connection here is that we have got decades of research showing that EMF exposures at night, and what I mean is you're people sleeping with the Wi-Fi on, people sleeping with a cell phone nearby, not even in the room, people sleeping just in a room with everything switched off in the dark, you're sleeping in an electric field. So what we have is research showing that these man-made EMFs, that they um, diminish our ability to produce melatonin. And so what I'm getting at is that already that is an avenue to explore. You know, if you're talking about healthy bones 
who would have thought that you need to be also considering a low EMF lifestyle? And this is exactly you know what uh, the research is suggesting. And the other, so one last point I want I want to share with you is that the so the buy initiative report is a really um, important piece of research that came out. I think the first time was two thousand and seven. It's been republished and republished, and it reviewed like um, the two thousand and seven. It was like the thirty years I think of research up to that point, because of course a lot of this is. It's not public knowledge, Kevin, because, well, for a whole load of reasons, but money is one of them. It's a little bit, you know, before I came on, I was saying that my information has been censored. And so this was put together by independent researchers, this bioinitiative report. And one of the things that they speculated, and uh, so these are top level scientists, okay, but it is speculation, is that osteoporosis porosis and inflammation may arise as a result of increased number of mast cells. So your mast cells is part of your immune system, it's part of a defense mechanism. And what seems to be happening is that we have a kind of a, a classic um, mast cell response. So your immune system is firing up because of EMFs, which is, I mean, that is protecting, that's good, but it's, you can imagine if it's firing up all day long because it's been um, triggered by these EMFs, then that is a, a problem. And so anyway, that's some of that's some of the research. But there is those, you know, there's quite a few uh, different um, angles on this. And I think it's for your audience, for people that are concerned about bone health. Frankly, I think looking at EMFs and taking some initial steps to protect yourself is an absolute no-brainer. You you brought up some, I mean, that's really interesting. You brought up a few things that really stood out to me. One was the potential impact on the bone marrow. And, you know, bone marrow is a soft, spongy material. It's in the center of our bones. It produces blood cells. 95% of your blood cells are made in the bone marrow. And they're starting out as stem cells and then becoming other cells based on conditions in your body, right? What's really important to understand is that white blood cells, they're part of the immune system. And a form of white blood cell are osteoclasts, the cells that break down bone. So a lot of times when we're talking about these things, it may not be a direct connection or link that we can make in our minds, but uh, oftentimes there could be some other connection that just hasn't been fully made yet. So I'm really glad that Lloyd is is talking about this and sharing some of these things. Uh, and then also the 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 point about melatonin, right? At, at night, that's that's when your body's repairing itself. Your immune system is being restored. Your your memory is consolidating. And if you have things that are disrupting your melatonin production, uh, that's going to be an issue, right? For for your health, for your bones. Um, Let's talk about maybe Lloyd. Can we talk about some some proactive things? What like what can we do to protect ourselves from EMFs? Well, the good news is that there's a lot we can do, and the good news is it's really not that difficult. Um, but people need to first get a measure of the problem, some notion about wow, just how bad this is. Whatever your priority is, you know, just 
Like there's so many women spend a fortune and men also on fancy creams and stuff. But if they took a little bit more care about their EMF exposures, you know, given all that we know about how it least can lead to premature aging, then that would be a definite win. And it's, it's kind of the same with these. So um, with EMFs in so many ways, there's so many wins to be had from it, from make, from taking some really um, fairly simple steps. And so I have a, a protocol, which I share and it's called the OM. And uh, I say this in this way, because that way people remember it. Um, um, and the OM stands for U for understand, M for mitigate, and, and M for measure. In fact, it's the other way around. U for understand, M for measure, and M for uh, mitigate. So the first thing is to understand. Understand just not everything because it is complicated, but begin to understand just how profound a problem this is potentially. Uh, and it is a little bit scary, perhaps initially, but begin to understand and also understand the different exposures. And I mentioned four. Um, so we have the radio frequency, microwave radiation, which is like wireless, if you want. And then we have the electric fields, magnetic fields and the dirty electricity, because those are the four types that we need to measure. And we do need to measure them all because we need this like rounded approach we can't just measure cell phone radiation because you're worried about your cell phone. You need to do it all. You know, if you want to do this properly, you need this rounded approach. And so we start there with understanding the nature, something of the nature of the problem, which goes along the lines of, of what I've shared. And it is just what I shared, uh, Kevin, is just an outline, you know, it's just a taster. I mean, it's, it's a big uh, topic. And the way that these EMFs impact our health is 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 very profound and complex. Um, so we just begin to understand uh, initially, understand what we're trying to deal with. And um, so, for instance, um, a common one is people kind of wake up to EMFs and they, oh my God, there's a there's a cell phone tower outside my door. I never saw that. And so, what do I do? So the first thing to understand is, well, what kind of exposure is that? And so, well, that is, um, a, that's a, a wireless exposure, radio frequency, microwave radiation. So how do we do with it? So that's the U. Then how do we deal with it? Well, we need to measure. And this is kind of an ideal. It's where I would like you to be very quickly. So I know not, everybody's not going to do this, like go out and buy a meter, but this is what I would like people to do. Okay. And we have meters now, which... Uh, consumer meters, which are relatively inexpensive, $150 to $200. And I know that can be a lot of uh, money for some people, but it is an investment because it's something you're going to use over and over again because this is constantly changing. Because when you buy your meter, Kevin, you're going to be blown away by the exposures in your home. You're going to just like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that, you know, from the TV, which is switched off, it's doing this. I didn't realize that the clock, the electric clock in my bedroom was giving off this humongous magnetic field. Um, you know, I didn't realize that um, my cordless phone, less and less people have them, but some people still do. They're just, just give off humongous uh, 
levels of radio frequency uh, radiation. Um, so having the meter is kind of the seeing is believing thing. And because I can talk about this all day long, but until you actually see it, you've got the meter and you've got the, the flashing lights. And here mine's flashing on green, is it? But And it's low and I don't have Wi-Fi, but obviously the neighbors have Wi-Fi, but it'd be going up there in red, you know, very quickly. Um, if my cell phone was switched on, which it's not, okay? It's on airplane mode and I'll get to that in a second. Um, so yeah, it's to measure, it's to, it's to measure. And buying an EMF meter is an investment because you're going to use it again and again because your home environment is constantly changing. You're, we're, we're all forever buying stuff, you know? I mean, even if we're not forever buying stuff, that might be an exaggeration, but you know, stuff breaks down. You buy something new, it's smart. You know, everything's smart. The dishwasher, the toaster, the the TV. And when we say smart, let's not forget what we really mean is it's got a device which emits radio frequency, microwave radiation, which thousands of studies show have adverse biological effects on our health, which can lead to cancer and all kinds of adverse health health outcomes. Yeah, can't say any plainer than that. Um, so, so we've got the U for understand. We've got the M for measure, and we. So it depends what uh, EMF we're measuring. But I mean, like typically, we buy like a multifunction meter. We have one meter that can measure three different types of EMFs, so it doesn't have you don't have to have you know loads of meters. And then thirdly, we mitigate. And when we say mitigate, we do something to reduce our exposures. And basically, there's three ways to mitigate. First way is to turn the thing off. Quite simply, just turn it off. You know, sometimes we're looking for complicated when we can do really simple like the tv which is emitting all day long a signal even when you're not watching it turn it off and plug it that can uh, that's the safest uh, most effective way of turning off secondly would be to increase the distance and this is important because of the way that these electromagnetic fields propagate in space to say how they move out is that there's this exponential effect and so we have an exponential beneficial effect. When we do something to gain distance, we, we have a very significant benefit, an exponential benefit, a nonlinear benefit, if you want. Um, so that's um, increase the distance. So for instance, with the cell tower, you can't increase the distance. I know that. So you'd be looking at the other, uh, so you can't turn it off. And so what's the third way that we can mitigate is to shield and shielding is the last resort. And I talk about this in my community, all the different ways of shielding. And there's lots of technical, um, increasingly um, powerful performance shielding, which has been developed um, for shielding a bedroom or shielding your bed or shielding yourself. And, and there's, yeah, so there's lots of uh, possibilities there, but that is kind of the last resort. Um, and what I can share, if we've uh, still got time, is just some quick ways with regard to certain devices, perhaps the cell phone, for instance, I can talk about that because pretty much everybody's got a cell phone. Um, 
and perhaps the Wi-Fi and give a few sort of more concrete tips uh, if you'd like. Yeah, that'd be fantastic if we could go through those tips on uh, maybe some yeah the everyday items that people have that they could uh, get some quick wins. Yeah, so the quick win is really the cell phone because everybody and the dog has got a cell phone. Some people have got two cell phones, you know, if they work like a work cell phone and a home, a private cell phone. The thing to uh, remember with your cell phone, and it's something I just said, it's this exponential effect. It's this distance is your friend. When we're talking about EMFs, distance is your friend. And what we mean is the more space you put between the source of the EMF exposure in yourself, the better. So like a few millimeters gained here can reduce your exposure by thousands of times, you know, because, you know, like I, what I didn't say was that cell phones can lead to brain tumors. And I mean, this is like pretty much common knowledge, but every anyway, yeah, it can lead to so many um, adverse uh, health outcomes. But certainly there's a lot of science on how it impacts the brain, how it impacts the, the blood brain uh, barrier, notably. And we've got science going back to the 1960s on this hard science. So this is like the thing to never, never, ever do. And I'm, I'm only doing this because it's on uh, airplane mode is never put it next to your head to speak on it. And the way to not do that and to make this, you know, make use of this rule distance is your friend is Either we use speakerphone, all phones have got this now, speakerphone. And if you don't want to use speakerphone, so when you use speakerphone, then you can speak like this. And so that's that's the win. Um, and then we've got thousands of uh, levels at times um, reduction in exposure. Um, if you don't want to use speakerphone, then what I recommend is an ear tube headset. So what's an air tube headset? An air tube headset is like a regular headset, but instead of being all wire, it's got a bit of air tube. And it's that air tube which creates this barrier because otherwise with a regular headset, it's it's a bit like an antenna. Well, it, it is an antenna and it can literally increase, it can, it, it can pick up all the ambulant radiation in the environment and and beam it directly into your brain because you're putting those things in your ears yeah so that is to be avoided so air tube headset which you can find online uh, shield your body is a great resource to uh, for that shieldyourbody.com uh, um and the third thing i want to say about cell phones is just to reiterate the whole airplane mode thing and this is what you should be doing with your phone all the time when you're not consulting it. So mine is like like this. You know, I went 19 years, Kevin. I never had my – I couldn't. I couldn't. I, you know, when, that, when that happened to me in 2002, I tried to carry on. It was too painful. So I stopped using a cell phone. I went for 19 years. I never used a cell phone. And, and then um, a couple of years ago, then um, – the thing is, you know, to do so many things, we need a cell phone, online banking and stuff like that, really, you know, just um, everyday stuff now. Um, and so I have a cell phone, but it's on airplane mode. And that's the key is is to put it on airplane mode as much as possible. And I know that some people are in jobs. You know, I work online. Um, so that's and I work from an office. So it is easier for me. But I know if you're out and about, 
then you need to be contacted. And there are strategies around that, you know, to reduce it. But certainly I'm giving you some broad strokes here. Airplane mode, as much as possible, you, you'll be doing yourself a lot of favors. Because it helps stop that receiving signal from coming to the device, right? So when your phone is switched on, it's in a permanent two-way emitter-receiver effect relationship with the cell phone tower. Mm -hmm. And what you can do, if you look at the bars on the phone, and this is another tip, is when the bars go down, you know, these phones are so sophisticated between like one bar and there's there's no industry standard for bars, right? But between one bar and five bars, the phone is able to ramp up its exposures by something in the order of one million times. So this is like super, this is, so we're in this exponential world where it's difficult really, you know, because, you know, these communicate in gigahertz, that's to say billions of cycles a second. A hertz is one cycle a second. These phones operate, depends where you are, different frequencies for different countries. But we're talking one to two gigahertz, one to two billion cycles a second. Um, so, so yeah, so it's, um, those are some tips. So if we can put it on, self, on, on airplane mode, and what's important to do is to really look, I mean, that's why we're back to the, the EMF meter, and I'll, I'll share the one that I, uh, particularly like, yeah, not be- that it's the best meter, but it's just a good compromise. It's not terribly expensive. It's American made and it can measure magnetic fields, electric fields and radio frequency uh, radiation. And the only way to know if this is really on airplane mode is with something like this, because the problem is you have to go in the settings and switch off the Bluetooth switch off the cellular, you know, switch all wireless uh, connectivity off. And that is true uh, airplane mode. And that's what you need to do. They don't make it easy. There should be a button on the side so you can do this. It's the most important thing on the phone, actually, apart from the on and off switch. Um, But there, those are some uh, quick um, uh, tips with regard to uh, a cell phone. That was great. Thank you so much. And and for those that were on the podcast that couldn't see what you held up, the device you held up, could you just list off or maybe what is the name of that device? So this, so people is on the podcast? A, this is called a Trifield TF2 for people that are listening and not watching. And it's a tri-mode meter. So that means three modes and it can measure magnetic fields and electric fields. So that would be what you get off electrical wiring. And it can measure radio frequency, microwave radiation. And it's got, um, so there are sort of bands which it can measure. So for instance, this can't measure the new 5G frequencies, which are which are higher than the uh, frequencies to date. Um, so that's something else that you would be looking at. But we do have 5G meters now. So we, you know, we went for a, a time where we got this new 5G out. We got like most people couldn't measure it. I mean, there were there were meters, but they cost tens of thousands of dollars. But now we have meters, inexpensive meters, and we can measure this. And you know, I'm all about empowering people because it's not that hard. 
to do any of this. You need to be a little bit methodical. Um, but if you say, oh, this is too complicated for me, you can always call in an EMF consultant, call in a building biologist, you know, a specialist who give your home an EMF audit. But if you do that, that doesn't mean you don't buy the meters because the mean, because as I say, this, this is like, you know, once you become, um, once you begin to understand this, you realize how important it is and that it's ever evolving. And the only way you can keep on top of it is be, by having your own meters and taking readings. Not every day. Obviously, you don't want to be obsess, obsessive about it. But every month, maybe every few weeks, or, or certainly whenever you bring anything, you know, when you bring that new dishwasher in or uh, whatever new piece of electrical equipment, electrical appliance you bring in, test it first. I test before I buy. That's great. Lloyd, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge and experience about EMFs, because this is something that not not everybody knows about this uh, at this point. And I think we're going to hear a lot more about it, you know, as the years uh, continues to progress. I, I think there's going to be a lot more information that comes about uh, comes out about this in the future. So what I'd like to understand is, number one, where can people find you? And then also, I know you've got uh, a seven day challenge and you've got some other things that we can maybe link to in the show notes. So could you share where people can find you? Yeah, sure. So uh, my website is electricsense.com and it's kind of EMFs made more friendly. Um, so there is research on there. And as you've gathered, you know, so it is a pretty deep subject, uh, but I have a bi-monthly podcast where I talk about this. We, talk, so we don't just talk about EMFs. We kind of um, it's kind of moving into energy because we're these energetic electromagnetic beings. Um, but certainly that's a good place to go. And there's a free report and a whole load of um, free resources so that people can dip their toe in the water on this. And the seven day challenge, which uh, you mentioned, that's really, you know, I was it's like, how can I make this more? digestible more you know easier for people to get their head around and that's what my motivation was behind creating this seven day challenge so it's spending 15 20 minutes maybe not even every day for seven days committing to that and doing these things in your home and understanding you know getting a better understanding of these dangers and taking some concrete steps to reduce your exposures. So important. I'm going to link to those resources in the show notes. And right, this is very relevant to me. Also, I live very close to a cell phone tower. Obviously, you know, as somebody who runs a coaching practice and I've got a lot of team members and, you know, like you said, everything we're doing online here, uh, mm. I'm very connected with my phone, but I think I... You know, for me, I'm taking away too. I'm going to start using airplane mode a little bit more here as well. So. Yeah. so one thing I just want to say, just very, very, very briefly, Kevin, is for children. And because and that's the reason I started talking about this online is because I was disgusted, you know, as a father to learn how dangerous these EMFs were, but particularly how dangerous they were for children. And I know that you're um community is not really children but we've all got children you know we're either parents or grandparents or you know we've got friends that are kids and it's our kids you know children are more vulnerable to these exposures that's the sad thing so we have to if you don't want to take action for yourself 
then take action for your children and protect your children from these exposures. That's really more important than anything, you know, looking after the future uh, generations. I love that. And, and whatever we can do to prevent, you know, these chronic health issues from developing uh, over time or in the future or progressing, uh, I'm, I'm all about that. So Lloyd, thank you so much again for your time. This was, uh, it's been really helpful for everybody listening. You can find all the resources, show notes, everything mentioned here today over at bonecoach.com forward slash Lloyd Burrell, Electric Sense, EMF, Bone Health. I want to thank you again so much for your time. We'll see you in the next episode. Hope you found this episode of the Bone Coach Show helpful. You can find all the resources, show notes, everything mentioned over at bonecoach.com. If you enjoyed this episode and found it helpful, be sure to share it with someone you love, a friend, family member, even a group of people. And also be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode that can help you improve your bones, your health, and your future. One last reminder, if you haven't done so already, head over to bonecoach.com for more great resources to help you get on the path to stronger bones and an active future. I'm your bone coach, Kevin Ellis. I'll see you in the next episode.